Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We're your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. Aaron, the Grizz. Back for part two. Back for part two. Say something. Oh my lord, I can't believe that I just drank some Hennessy. That was the beginning of my freestyle <laughs> that turned into a weird night Ooh. with the Hennessy freestyle. <clears throat> I've never been one for Hennessy. Yeah, and I've had it twice and it scares me. Just cheap liquor. I'm convinced that there is something laced in there. <laughs> the souls of those have gone before. I mean, I mean, like somebody filmed me. This was that. Old. Oh man! Somebody filmed me doing this, and now that person has dis. I'm disappeared. Did you almost say disappeared? <laughs> that person has disappeared. Oof. Um, and Yoinks. and you know, I, I won't say names, but I actually think he's a spook now. Ooh. Yeah. Um. So. Anyway, uh, so I will, well, uh, yeah, uh, (laughs) but my point is that I will never get to see that video because he's, you're not getting out of that guy. He's lost in the ethos. (laughs) In the ethos. Yeah. Um, so we're back for part two for this, uh, discussion through, uh, this echelon front, which is Jocko Wilnick's, uh, one of his many companies, laws of combat mindset for victory. We're in the mindset for victory section and we split it up into two pieces because it was worth it well we'll see <laughs> yeah, but you also listen to your audience too like if i mean think about times and yeah yeah we try to keep it to drivable right listening length because um, because again we could probably talk for hours like yeah especially you um just kidding <laughs> <Like> me. <laughs> mindset for victory um so you can go back and listen to part one these kind of play in together and I, I would assume they, you know, they're in the numbered order on purpose, maybe. But um, let's go through these. And some of this might, you know, might be a rehash of what was in the last one, but it's okay. We can do what we want to do. It's okay. You have a short memory. I do. Um, extreme okay. ownership. Mm-hmm. No excuses. No blaming others. Own all the problems. Extreme ownership. That is a book that he wrote. <laughs> it is his TED Talk. It is what launched him into the world. Yeah. Extreme ownership. Um I would encourage everyone to go get that book, read that book, do the things he says in that book. <laughs> the world would be better. World would be a better place, in my opinion. Yeah. And, um, and you should probably like get an Amazon affiliate account and. <laughs> no I <mind>. should probably. <laughs> Thanks. No. And, and then put it on. Put it on. Yeah. Ready to follow. Ready yeah. to lead, man. Well, well, I, as, I'll take it. As um, uh, there's a guy that does the marketing book podcast. Um, that I listen mm. to, and uh, he makes a. No, the thing is, is like I, I, I said, okay, I'll you know, like I was, I was um, talking to him back and forth on LinkedIn, and and uh, I was like, you know, hey, I just want to let you know that I appreciate the book recommendation because he will do, you know, he will do personal book recommendations ah. if you linked if you link up with him on LinkedIn and right, say that right. you're a listener. Um, and I said, okay, you know, I'll uh, mm. I'll, I'll go uh, buy this book, and and I assume that. You're using Amazon affiliate, and he goes, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. If you and 25 other people buy, you know, something from Amazon um, through my affiliate, then uh, maybe I can go get a bottle of wine. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I was like, so, you know, don't, don't, don't think it's going to. Yeah. Million dollars. Okay. So extreme ownership. Um, Did you read it? Have you read it? I mean, you kind of get the point of it, but. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, I have. Good. And I, I actually. It's not that extreme. <laughs> I mean, if you're a Navy SEAL commander during the Iraq war, it's probably extreme. Probably extreme. But for most of us, the principles aren't that extreme. Well, I mean, really no excuses, no blaming others own all problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tried to do that more and more. Um, and, and actually, during our break, I told you that there was yeah. something that happened at work mm-hmm. this morning, um, and, and a um, fellow employee that, uh, um, you know, made a mistake. And that person, you know, owned up to it. With with, with things that were going on today, yeah. like, it, it, it all comes back to own up to the mistake, yeah. fix it, and then learn from it. And I think we said that in the... I, think we said that in the last one but uh, probably maybe, yeah um but but that was what that person did like you know yeah. the the problem was fixed and then that person made sure that in every chat that we have that it came up that person said you know here's here's the direct thanks my mistake here with that you know and and, and everybody I, knows my short-term memory is terrible but i we went through some of this in a older podcast with someone else or I did with someone else mm-hmm. it is hard to do yeah it, you know your initial gut reaction when you make a mistake is to find ways to protect yourself sure <laughs> keep being human I think so um so it's not like there's not like mental feedback or emotional feedback that you have to fight through um and that's also in my opinion why being a leader it's also synonymous with like business owner, like owner operator or whatever, being a leader. Right. Can feel lonely. Yeah. Because when things go wrong, it's it, it needs to be your fault. And when things go right, yeah. it needs to be the result of the team. Yeah. It's just how it is. And I know so many people, because I coach a lot of people, they fight that. Yeah. <laughs> like it, that's usually a hard learned lesson for most people. And it, I mean, it was for me. Mm-hmm. And I still struggle with it. Um, it's hard to do. <laughs> you know, um, as of recording this, this past weekend, um, Tom Brady retired from the yeah. NFL. I used to hate that dude. <laughs> I was like, I A lot of people him. did. I hate New England. A lot of people did until I they hate... went to Tampa. Well, I started liking him a while. Oh, did you? Yeah, because... Because there was a certain part of me that started to value more, like, sports figures, I do not, yeah. like, I, I, I will never, you know, set, or have said it before, like, especially in sports, that I, I don't put my hero, you know, like, never meet your hero, yeah. but, but I don't put heroes to sports or anything like that anymore. I don't anymore. Because they're still human. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't anymore. Um, but what I value is that when somebody is really, really, really good at what they do, and they continue to work on it. Yeah. You know, sometimes to detriment <laughs> in different uh, situations. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, like, it's just, you know, really 
owns it and and tries to get better at what they do mm. so that they can be, you know, the best at what they do. So I started valuing him for that, but something that I really noticed about Tom Brady, love or hate him, that when he lost, I mean, there were very few times that I saw that he was like, you know, yeah, the offensive line. The receiver line, didn't yeah. go over here. And da, da, yeah. da, da, da. But when they won, he was the first person to thank yeah. his receivers, his line, his That's running right. backs. That's right. And, uh, you know, like that that type of ownership of it. And, and you know, it, I mean, especially in sports radio, you always hear for a quarterback, like when they lose, it's the quarterback's fault. When they win, it's everybody's game, you know, and – and so, you know, I, I think that he exemplifies that for the most part. Um, so take that, you know, different way, but take that into what you do. Like, my yeah. wins are team wins. I use the word we. I use the word we as much as I can um, whenever it's talking, you know, whenever we're talking about a win for the yeah, team. Yeah, right. And then I use the word I when, you know, there's something that's screwed up as much as possible. You have to. Yep. Like, my bad. I did that. Yep. You know. Um, you know. Anyway, so, so it, it, I, for me, it does, it does go about the I versus we. Mm-hmm. Um, even, <laughs> even if you're one person, you know, I mean, <laughs> we, I use we sometimes, you know, in, yeah. in, you know, some singular things that, yeah. that I've done um, because I want it to be a we Yeah, your win. multiple personalities. Well, that too. <laughs> um, but, we, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, no excuses, no blaming others. Own all your problems. Mm-hmm. But That includes doing the things that are necessary to get better. Yeah. Or to not repeat problems. Yeah. That's part of it. I mean, you can not be a leader, not be in a leadership position, just have responsibilities of, you know, a thing yeah. and still retain extreme ownership mm-hmm. on the, every level of the spectrum. All right. Um, All right. Well, that, that person that I said that, you know, had the issue this morning. Yeah. Uh, that person's not in a leadership position. Right. And, you know, but you continue to take ownership for things that you do, learn from it and not make the same mistakes, but, you know, get better at it. Mm-hmm. You will be in a leadership position, and people will actually follow you. Yep. This humility is number four, but yep. it does take a little bit. And I can't count how many times I've screwed something up, and then I've just owned up to it, like with the client, and said, yep. like, you know, ah, yeah, that was my fault. Like, I was trying to do too many things at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made an error. I'm going to fix it, and then I'm going to try really hard not to. to do these things so that I don't do it again for you. People are usually like, Okay, cool. I was going to be mad, but all right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, how many times do you, like, whatever it is, you know, maybe you're, it's a warranty or whatever, and you're trying to, like, get something done, they're like, well, did you do it this way? You're like, that's the first thing you're opening with? Right. You know, yeah. like, huh? Um, and it's a rare thing. Like, um, uh, there's a company, not a sponsor, there's a company called Threadfellows. Mm-hmm that uh, I use to get, uh, like, jackets. I get, like, things embroidered on them, jackets that I can't, you know. Like, I got I got everybody at the gym, the, the all the coaches, like, these really badass North Face jackets with, like, our logo mm-hmm. embroidered in a couple places. 
Threadfellas was awesome. And uh, I made a mistake. I, I placed a new order, and I said, um, you know, use this file. And, use, and I said, use file on record or whatever for mm. this other thing. And, uh, you know, they sent, and you have to, you have to pay for it. And I, and, uh, they sent a proof back and it was not the right logo. And I was like, oh, that's not the right logo. And they're like, which logo should it be? I was like, well, technically it should be this new one that I haven't given you. <laughs> and I was like, but you know, if you got to charge me extra, it's cool. And they wrote back, they were like, no, no extra charge. We should have specified with you which one. They're like, the form looks like, they said, we see that the form looks, the form you filled out looks like it just assumes that we know what you're talking about, and we don't. No charge. I was like, damn. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And I know, I mean, it's going to take them some work. They have to digitize the logo and stuff, because I I never gave it to them. Right. It was my confusion. Yep. But, like, I will probably use them forever now. (laughs) You know? Like, you know, and I'm mentioning them on my podcast. Like, yeah, that was cool. And I think you can get, I mean, from a strictly business standpoint, I think you can get more business yep. by being trustworthy. I think is really the dependable and trustworthy at the end of the day. Yeah, People know you're owning it. You're owning the things that they're entrusting you with. Yeah. I think that's all people want, man. They do. And the bar is so low. <laughs> Especially now. In society right yeah. now. The bar is so low. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take much effort. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, default aggressive. That sounds like Jocko. I tried to say it like him. Mm. Make it happen. Move fast. Seize initiative. Mitigate risk. Solve problems. Yeah, all the things. Um, it sounds more sexy when you just say default aggressive. <laughs> but, I mean, what he's talking about is, you know, show up. Yeah. Right? You come to work, show up. You're part of the team. Like, the 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 company has goals and they have things and they have problems they're trying to solve yeah be part of that yeah you know not part of your own agenda yeah you know what i mean um and do it (laughs) like do it all the time yeah and help everyone around you do it correctly i think that's what that means well and it's right it's thinking about with um you know new hire and, and talked about contractor, like contractor mm-hmm. comes in, hits ground running because they have the skills in order to, you know, to do that. Yes, they should. New hire, you know, you hope that you're hiring somebody that has a lot of those skills so that they can hit the ground running. Um, and I think that, that it, for me, that's the default aggressive is, yep. is hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and going back to a previous employee that we hired that... <laughs> The entire intention. So, and I think too, like if you come in as an intern, not expecting you to hit the ground right, running, right? Like, um, if you come in as as a junior or something, not expecting that. If you come in as a leadership position, you should hit the ground running. Yes, you know, even if you don't know everything that's going on, mm-hmm. uh, that you know, you should listen and figure out what's going on. Yeah, but. That's part of hitting the ground running and then starting to make incremental changes if they're needed mm-hmm. or start to, um, you know, make decisions, basically. And that is default aggressive to me 
in business. It, it's just, you know, I mean, get, yeah. getting shit done. Yeah. And not not wait and see mentality. No. And, and you know, I, I've definitely had jobs before. Not too many, actually, um, to think about it, especially since I've worked for myself a lot. Um, <laughs> my old boss was a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> but but also, if I waited for my boss to to do things um, or you – know, so, no, it, if – if you sit there in your job and you're just waiting for things to happen, I wonder you really, like, what are you doing there? Yeah. Like taking uh, up space, uh, get paid. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I mean, maybe this is why I am a workaholic the way that I am, which I don't see it as a bad thing. Honestly, it, it's like, I enjoy what I do. Yeah. And I enjoy not only the thing that I do full time. I enjoy the things that I do on a side basis too. Um, otherwise I would not do that. Right. <laughs> um, but, but in any of those points, like I, again, very few times in my career have I been like, okay, I'm just going to waste space and waste time here. Um, and, yeah. and because like, what does that get me? Forget what it gets, you know, it doesn't get the organization, but what does that really get me? Yeah. And that's a way to be like super unfulfilled. Yeah. Yeah, that's why a lot of, like, you know, retired people still go and do things. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, there's a whole, like, I know there's in Columbia, there's a whole group of, like, retired people that are, like, business coaches. Yeah, it's called Boss, I yeah, think. Yeah, whatever it is. But, yeah, like, her, is it? I forget. yeah, I mean, that's often the thing. When you get the thing that you've been working for, you kind of, like, let down because there's no more getting. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's um, been gotten. Well, I think, too, you know, like, um, my in-laws – they moved to a golf course before they retired or, or before one of them retired. And so, you know, so they could channel what they did into something else. My dad right. rides motorcycles, um, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, it, so yeah, I, I, I can see that as a, um, yeah, I see a lot of people lose mm-hmm. some of their sense of purpose when they retire. Yeah. Um, you know, I, say it now i i don't know why i would retire right i mean yes to take more time but but i feel like i've i've built a lot of what i do um mm-hmm. you know on a daily basis so that i can have more time with my family have right. more time to like you know i can work from anywhere yeah this year i'll work you know from london from new york yeah, that's cool um, and let's be clear you know there's there's two sides to retirement, right? There's the financially mm. taking care of and stable mm-hmm. and not working anymore. Those are two different things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, they're two very different things. Cause yeah. I'm like you, I don't know that I will ever stop doing things. Yeah. Not that that sounds like I'm saying all retired people don't do anything, but like outside of like a hobby, I won't stop doing the things that I enjoy doing. And yeah, right yeah. now I enjoy I enjoy businessing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I enjoy working out for I as long as you traveling. can see. That's what yeah, you're going to exactly. be doing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And how do you anyway? <laughs> but but that's because I think both of us are are usually default aggressive anyway. And, and, and I think it leads into number three. Yep. Innovate and adapt. Yep. New tactics emerge. Technology evolves. Educate yourself. Is because really that part of what I do is the intoxicating part for me. Yeah. That's the part I love the most. It's the, you know, 
being in the flow of the change of things. Um, I love that part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, if, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I've joked around every once in a while about how, you know, like my kids, they grew up in, in the internet world, you know, and joke around about them and TikTok and things like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and except for the fact that TikTok is an evil plan um, from a state-sponsored terror. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but, um, uh, Easy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you might have to retract some things out of this. Mm. Um, but, you know, for the most part, I still continue to keep up with, with trends. Maybe I don't like them. But I still try to sure. keep up with technology, still keep up with trends. Right. Um, you know, going into my 50s soon, I don't see that changing. Um, you know, I, I don't try to be a TikTok star or, or <laughs> things like that. But I, I I do try to see the value of the technology that's right. out there. And for, for me right now, you know, that's MarTech and social media and things like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, phones and computers. Um, but you know, it, it's, it, it will change over a lifetime oh, still. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll continue to try to keep up with those things. Maybe not be an expert at all of them, but at least understand what they are, um, in order to continue to innovate and adapt. Um, because, you know, and, and I'll even look like into retirement. If part of what I do is more on a consulting basis, yeah. then, you know, I've had consultants that have come in before that have been like, yeah, you yeah. need to do this thing that's eight years, 10 years, 15 years old because that's what they learned and they were good at. And I've looked at it and gone, well, that really doesn't help me today. You know, like maybe if you want to teach me the principles and in, in the guidelines yep. um, that, that, but, and then I transfer, you know, the new technology into that. But, um, uh, but, you know, I see myself like trying to keep up with things as much as possible in order to always be valuable. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but adapt, adapting. You to, got to. To the world. You got to. Yeah. It's got to be part of your, your makeup mm-hmm. of, of just expecting it. Yeah. Learn every day. Learn something new. Hell yeah. Um, humility. Check your ego. Ego is the number one killer in business and in life. Mm-hmm. I should also add in relationships. Yeah. <laughs> For damn sure. Um, I've been married a while. You've been married a while. We've, we've yeah. figured it out. <laughs> well, I hope that I figured it out. I hope you figured it out. Um, you know, back to the episode before, um, I, I held short talking about this um in one of my most recent interviews with somebody, um, that person, I think I told you, asked me, you know, are you a micromanager? Yeah. And I said, I said yeah, I don't have time um, to be a micromanager. But the other thing, you know, uh, that person asked about, you know, how do people in your organization treat it to when somebody new comes in and they have ideas on different things to, to you know, um, and I was like, you know, this organization is pretty good about listening to people and and figuring out, you know, if something is um, 
going to be beneficial to everybody, yeah. even if it's something new. Um, and I said, me personally, you know, back to my management style, when it, when it comes to, like, I am literally trying to hire people that are smarter than me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and what I said to this person was, I said that. I said, I'm trying to hire people that are smarter than me because you know what that does for me? It makes it so I don't have to do as much work. Right. Right. You know, like I will leverage off of your yeah, skills man. and your thoughts. Right. And I will always give you credit. Ooh. Bang. Gong show. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but like that is, I think that's part of humility that, that it takes a long time to learn. Yeah. A lot of times we learn those things the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> With like failed businesses or failed relationships or whatever. Had those both. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. And I think it goes back to the ownership thing. Yep. And I don't remember when. It wasn't with you. I did an episode and we were talking about um trying to remember. It was a post that somebody made in one of these um business management groups things that I'm in on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh the the guy's post was um why don't oh, it was a gym post. The guy was like he's a owner operator of a gym. Mm-hmm. He was like, Why don't people love my gym? enough to bring in their friends and family. Why don't they share our posts whenever we make them? I don't understand why they don't respect and love us enough to do that. Like it was basically his post. Okay. And it was like, and, and the, the coach guy in the group and then like 1400 responses after that were like, well, what are you doing to make them love you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I, I think a lot of times, you know, as a business owner, operator, whatever, we get, we get sort of external like that. You know, we're like, why don't these people do this? Or, you know, ah, that, that one particular excuse, but like, instead of like, I want this result, yeah. what are the things I have to do to get this result? Especially when it's people, cause you can't, I mean, you can't make people do things. You know what I mean? Like, and in that, in that scenario, a little bit of humility of like, well, maybe it ain't good enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe there's something missing that I need to like look internally and figure out <coughs> what's missing and do that. Yep. And then they'll just do it. Yeah. Instead of putting that expectation and that blame on, you know, your members, like they should just be doing it because it's how it should be done. Yep. Everywhere else I've been, that's how it's done. Like well, everywhere else you've been was cool. You know, like, are you cool? Like, can you actually look at yourself and like, shit, we're not that cool. You know, like what can make it cool? Like, what do I have to do? Yeah. Do I, you know, do I have to be different when I show up to work? You know, like those things. Like I think from a, you know, management leadership position, we have to really have to look internally, you know? Yeah. Well, I, um, I found this even, not even in a leadership position, but, you know, told you that I recorded a podcast last night. Um, and I normally do audio, but I, I also did video. Um, and and I, I think I told you, I did it in one take. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to edit this. I, I'm mm-hmm. going to edit the, you know, the, 
the header and the tail and then be done. Yeah, you're right. And um, because I'm not going to pat myself on the back too much on this, but like I can be self-deprecating because I like to joke around. Right. You know, um, but, you know, if, if you watch or listen to the podcast, I, I, as I was going back through it today, I remember there's there was some point to where I ask, you know, how can we do this better? What yeah. do you want to hear? What yeah. is valuable to you? Um, and and because and and that's not a business tactic of mine, right? I'm hoping. <laughs> sounds like hubris about to announce humility, <laughs> um, but I'm hoping that it's it's part of my humility to to say like. I want to get better. I want this thing to get better. I want things to get better for all of us. So, you know, tell me how we get better. Yeah. And I used to fucking hate that <laughs> when... Uh, yeah, yeah, if you will. No, no, no. Like, when, when I owned restaurants, um, that was the thing that... And, and Melanie and I, you know, joke about this back then, still joke about it now, um, whenever we're talking about that experience. But um, everybody had an idea of mm-hmm. how we should make the restaurant better. Yeah, well, that's that's two things, you know. Right, but back then, it's like, you know, fuck you. Yeah. I don't need your help. You mm-hmm. know, things are just great right now. That's not what I said to them, obviously. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. Bloop. Um, but, again, over time, that humility has, has I feel, grown in order to listen to what other people yeah. say, yeah. understand what they mean, and then push that back out to, well, let's see, here's how I can do it better. Yeah. So now, you know, I mean, does it work for me tactically? Yeah. Because, like, I can look like an idiot <laughs> sometimes. Sure. Um, but but I can, I can, you know, and, and, and so I, I hope that, like, when somebody's watching the podcast or, or, you know, for something that I, you know, mm-hmm. do or say that, that they don't take it so seriously that, that they're like, Oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. So tactically, yes, I, I think it does work for me, but, but truly that I, you've known me for a while. I'm hoping that I have some humility that's actually yeah, real. And, and yeah, so, absolutely. so that, you know, it, it's a, um, yeah, I'm, I'm checking my ego. I, I, mm-hmm. I try to say that I have no ego. That is not true. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I want to take in and be a sponge as much as possible in order to do a better job in what I do. Yeah. So take in, the, in order to do that, you have to really do it. Yeah. I mean, you have to be sincere. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. To be a sincere, not jerk. Yeah. <laughs> no. And whether that's in business or in relationships again, yeah. you know, like that's, you know, how does it work in military check your ego i mean that's hard there's yeah. a lot of hormones going I on bet, i bet um but it, there was but, a great you talk about tiktok there was something i just saw on tiktok <clears throat> maybe you've seen it uh it was a guy i don't know what rank he was whatever he was an instructor or something and he's standing they're in one of those i don't know to call it a kill house i don't know yep. um they're doing the room clearing drills or whatever yep. they got like sims right so they're getting shot, but it, I mean it's not lethal, like whatever, um, like paintball, mm-hmm. but not paintball. Anyway, right. the guy's like standing there, you know, just standing there, a 
observing, and a guy comes around the corner, and the guy comes around the corner, and he's got this gun pointed at the instructor, and the instructor is like, cease fire, cease fire, and the guy shoots him. And then he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Don't you, whatever. And he's like, oh, oh, cool. Um, You're good, you're good, I'm just yelling. And then he like calmly walks over. He's like, when we in a room, we don't do it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, he corrected himself in real time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, there's a lot there in terms of like, I'm sure they didn't always train you that way. Mm-hmm. Probably walk over and punch you in the face. Right. But, you know, it's different times. Yeah. You have to train differently. You have to lead differently. Like the military is clearly asking their leaders to lead differently. Yeah. And, you know, he did that in the matter of like, 10 seconds. Yeah. And it was impressive to watch somebody do that. I mean, how how often, how hard is it to, like, change directions when you're, like, really pissed? Yeah. You know what I mean? And he realized, well, it's not real. Right. Like, I didn't really get shot with a bullet. We're literally teaching these people. Yeah. You know, so if I create a bad experience, they might not actually learn the lesson. You know what I mean? And then what happens when it's live ammunition? That means I actually died. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. It was it was kind of cool to watch, and and the amount of humility that guy must have must actually contain to like be able to do that. Yeah, was impressive to watch. It's um, when I was shot in the face with a blank. I did not have that humility. <laughs> I, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I decked somebody. Well, that's a little different. Yeah, but it it was still a training situation, and it and you know, um, but. Yeah, I mean, a lot of hormones, a lot of everything going on at the same time. Yeah. That, so, yeah, I, I can see that, you know, somebody's is able to stop that. And especially if, I mean, whether it's real or not, you know, whether it's a blank or yeah. paintball or anything like that, when something, you know, when yeah. you have the possibility of getting shot and you can actually calm down yeah. that quickly. It's huge. Ooh. That's legit. Yeah. All right, number five, discipline equals freedom. That's what he likes to say a lot. I actually have it on my shirt. Um, being disciplined with high standards leads to more freedom, flexibility, agility, and speed of action. It's a long-winded way of saying when you're disciplined to the point where you're doing the things you're supposed to do, yeah. you can sort of relax. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you ever walked into a test that you've, like, studied for, and you know that shit cold? Yep. The amount of confidence you carry with yourself into that room is awesome. Mm-hmm. But then the days where you didn't study, and the stakes are kind of high on this test, you feel a little sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's real. Yep. That's real. Um, that's it. You know, it, I mean, the Boy Scout motto of always be prepared. A little bit, yeah. You know, it, it's, again, eh, um. But yeah, I've I've had those situations. I've also had this situation. I mean, like I've given I've given a speech once to where yeah. I went in thinking, okay, I'm going to do it this way, and I'm not going to pre- prepare on purpose. Yeah, and it was like bleep, 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 bleep. right. You probably were pretty damn nervous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, why did I ever do this? Um, it ended up kind of working out in the yeah. end, but you know, it's only because. My preparedness was well, the experience that I'd had in the yeah, topic before. Right, sure. Um, but it wasn't the exper- or but it wasn't the preparedness of being actually prepared for right. the particular situation. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, when you do the things that you're supposed to do, how do I say to my kids? Um, you know, 
do the things that you need to do so that you can do the things that you want to do. Yeah. And, yep. and, and, good. you know, so it's when I advice. saw discipline equals freedom first time from Jocko is like, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. It's a cool way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, two words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but now like, you know, that is something that, um, I, I actually put into my happy, healthy, wealthy, wise, I added freedom to it because yeah. of that. That's actually. why. And that was a couple of, or what, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, because, and, and I remember we were on a trip, we were in Florida doing, um, BD conference maybe when we, when we did like two in one week. Well that, yeah, it was breaking development and then, um. A converge, converge in Florida, yeah, from, um, from Orlando to Jacksonville. Yes, yeah, and I remember, um, oh, who's the mandolin playing guy? Jeremy Keith. Yeah, I like Jeremy. Jeremy, like I was talking about, and this was even back then, like my happy, healthy, wealthy um, thing that I say to yeah. myself every single day, and he was he was questioning my wealthy. And, you know, and, and I said to him, right. no, 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 but I, I said to him, listen, wealthy to me isn't about being rich. It's about, you know, yeah. um, you know, providing opportunities more so than anything else. Right. And, um, you know, so, so I, I, I always feel like when I put the happy, healthy, wealthy, wise and free, mm-hmm. like, you know, I am fairly apolitical but i also feel like free lately has been this like you have to be on one side or the other so I've, i'm always careful you know i'm always careful but yep. i'm always careful about putting that um free out there but the truth right. is is like this is what free means for me it's that i've done what i'm supposed to do so that i can do the things that i want that's to right do. man that's what that means and so those opportunities within wealth that i value that those opportunities are not there if you don't prepare yourself in the first place. That's <laughs> how, how could you, it be? <laughs> well, the the expectation now, as the old man rant, is that <laughs> those opportunities are there for you whether you deserve them or not. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but look, just because the opportunity is there doesn't mean you could actually be successful in it. No, probably fuck it up. Usually what happens... Or you get lucky and you're really good at it. Usually what happens is what? I mean, yeah. I mean, you're talking about lots of other reasons why people get opportunities, which I, I give you that. But, yeah, you're not going to be successful unless you, you know, you have, like, a stack of raw talent. And even then, you know, somebody's going to have to sponsor you to overlook a bunch of shit. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, it ain't gonna be easy for you. No. So so I <laughs> and there's look look man the extreme the discipline equals freedom. That's Jocko's t-shirt. Yeah. Like there's a like I think he's on like episode three thousand and forty hundred or something. Like go listen to all those. Mm-hmm. You want to deep dive into those. Um, but I would say as a as a mantra, you need to you need to think deeply about it. Yeah. Just get your shit together. Well, right. And I did and. And, and and I need to go back and think about it too because there's still things that of course in every there, aspect there health things, yeah mentality business yeah prepar- preparing all kinds of shit I mean yeah. it's all it's all there but yeah in in a business sense that I mean it, again back to what I tell my kids with the with the do what you need to do so you can do the things that you yeah. want to do like 
I tell that to my employees. Yeah. I tell that to it's the important. people I work with. You know, like, let's just get this done. Let's do it as well as we can, yeah. even if it's after the fact sometimes. Um, and then, you know, then we can do the things that we want to do. Like, I, I've, I've had a two-month span of, Hell yeah. of working only on strategy. It stopped almost all operational things. Stop doing the podcast. Stop putting out po- uh, blog posts. Stop putting out a lot of things except for the minimal things that needed to be done so that I could focus on this so that this year hmm. as an organization that we really grow right, and that that the marketing work that we do helps that yeah. growth. That's cool. Um, and it's killed me on a daily basis because I keep looking at it going, God, I really want to, you know, like, <laughs> I really yeah. want to, it's not even like I really want to, it's like I, I kept feeling this need for, I need to do these things because I feel like something is stagnant and not growing here. However, you know, I needed to do that work so that, and I think I told you too, like um, I had been working up to it for a month and a half. And then finally when it was like, really start to get into the details of the plan. It was just flow state, you know, got everything out because I, because I'd put that work in, um, you know, for what I felt was probably too long, but, but, but as soon as I was ready to go with it, like the, the product was so much better than if I would have tried to, you know, a month and a half go, Hey, I, I think we should do this tactically. I think, you know, like, but I had to do that thing first yeah. in order to have the freedom to do the things that like now I can see an entire path, you know, for the first half of the year. And actually I like it was, we were supposed to do like a 90 day plan. Mm-hmm. We're talking about business, right? We're supposed to do a 90 day plan of, of marketing and content. Yeah. Well, I did a year Ooh, in four go. hours. There now I didn't, don't have all the you know mm-hmm. particular pieces of the content, but as far as like, you know, yeah, like I could associate every single theme that we're doing. But see, now you can go work on the parts you love to do. Exactly. With with full attention. Exactly. And that's cool. Yeah. And that's going to bring the quality of the the thing up yep. because you've done the part that you don't want to do. Exactly. Got it out of the way. Right. But it it also it did force me then to think more strategically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is what my new role is more about. It should be more. Str- strategery than strategy. Opera- yeah, than uh, operational. Um, and it also makes me think about, you know, as I'm hiring people, like, you know, what, what do I value more? Right. Um, with what they are doing as well. So, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, I'll probably not release the podcast still. I still enjoy that part of it, but sure. all the other things like, you know, I'm going to try to set up the teams, give them, let's go back through this. I'm going to set up the teams. I'm, I'm going to cover and move with them. Ooh. All right. So I'm going to make sure that they have the tools that they need. I'm going to cover for them so that they can move forward. I'm going to make the plans as simple as possible um, so that, you know, knowing that there are contingencies, but yeah. but they can move through their plans because we've been able to prioritize what needs to be done first, and then they can execute on it. Yeah. And I want to give them the ability 
to make their own decisions when they're doing things. So I'm decentralizing command. But at the same time, Solid. I take extreme ownership. I'm expecting them to take extreme ownership because you can't be decentralized right. if somebody doesn't have ownership. Right. And obviously, we've got a lot of shit to do. So the default should be aggressive in, in you know, just making things happen, just getting shit done. Yeah. But along the way, we're going to have to innovate and adapt what we're doing to things that are happening within the world, things that are happening to our, in our industry, knowing that we're going to have to be have humility <laughs> and, and being able to, to know that we're not always going to get it right, but we're not going to know, you know everything to do. However, you know, that we were in a growth mindset in yeah. order to get better because we will continue to do the things that we need to do in order to do the things that we want to do, Yeah, which is, you know, grow organization, grow marketing, grow whatever it is, grow memberships, grow Solid. our contributors, um, because we stick to the idea that discipline equals freedom. Damn. It's almost like you planned that. I did not plan that, <laughs> but I think the fact that we prepared – before this, but also... Also we, that we've done this podcast before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very differently, though. Um, but, you know, like, I mean, I feel like these laws of combat and mindsets for victory that we've done for these two podcasts, like, we just kind of live those things. Yeah. Yeah. To the best of our abilities, right. so that when it comes to actually talking about them and thinking about them in a sense of, like, I feel like I just told a story mm -hmm. of how I want... You know my organization to run. Yeah, it's very easy to associate. It, with it is, and it's hard to argue with any of those things. Yeah, like yeah, I don't true. understand the <laughs> the opposite argument for why we shouldn't do these things or yeah. be this way. Right, it's kind of a stretch. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll try not to screw this one up. Um, I think it was pretty good. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Have the humility to ask and see. Were we good enough for you, listener? In radio <laughs> listener. land. <laughs> All right, man. Until next time, catch you. <laughs>